Hello, my name is Nicole Moreno-Dinser, and welcome to Epifiana Presents Relate and Elevate. It's a podcast where Latinx and Latina entrepreneurs share their stories. We here at Epifiana believe there is no right way to be Latinx or Latina. So immerse yourself in our culture, and thank you. Hello, everyone. My name is Irais, and I am actually one of the new hosts here for the podcast. It is amazing to have this opportunity and really get to elevate some entrepreneurs and creatives. I am based here in Chicago, and I am an entrepreneur myself alongside my sister. It is called Sintitolo, and let's just get into the podcast. Okay, so we have our guest. She's actually an entrepreneur friend, Mireya, and let's just open it up to see what she has to introduce for herself. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. My name is Mireya. I go by Ray for short, and I am an entrepreneur. I started my journey in December of 2021, and it's been a journey since then, Actually, our friendship or, I don't know, acquaintance journey started at UIC. So it's the University of Illinois at Chicago. And we both went there. We Mm -hmm. were in similar circles. However, we first started getting connected from a business standpoint. So I was having a Cinco de Mayo event. And at the time, Mireya actually had a different business at the time. So I guess just get a little bit into your plant business and then how you knew that you wanted to switch into what you're currently working on. Mm -hmm. So we went to UIC together, right? And right after we graduated, basically the pandemic happened. And I think that was the start of both of our entrepreneur journeys. I remember when you came out with Sin Titolo, I admired the brand and the name that you had and the story that you were starting. And I remember I bought a shirt from you and I was like, this is cool. And then with the Cinco de Mayo event around that time, I started my first business, which was actually a plant service business here in Chicago. And I was renting out plants to offices in the loop, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, it wasn't for me. But when you reached out to me to help out with that event, I was still doing that business. And that's when we first really connected. And you were like, I want to support small businesses. And I was like, let's do it. And that was the start of this, I think. I remember we like, so for some context, we did a mental health discussion and you came to look at the space. Mm -hmm. We sat on the couch and we had like a heart to heart. I remember I was tearing up. I don't remember the full mm-hmm. context, but we talked a lot about, in general, our conversations is around entrepreneurship, doing it alone. Yeah. I guess in terms of coming from a Hispanic household as well, just really relying on ourselves and feeling that struggle and that pressure, I would say. Okay, now, so you, you mentioned like the lack of presence of emotion with your plant business. Mm-hmm. Now, when we talk about now your new business, like what emotions and how how does that make you feel versus your previous business? Oh, man. So I remember that conversation that you were talking about and talk about emotions. That was our first conversation. And the fact that both of us were on the verge of tears, like just showed like how much we had to say and like how much we related. 
And I remember thinking, like, I, again, admired the story that you were building with Cintitolo and the brand. And I was like, you know what? I don't have that with this business, this plant business. And I knew that before I met you. And I definitely knew it after I met you. And I was just like, I got to do something about it. Do I stay in it? As an entrepreneur, you're like in the grind hustle. So you just like show up every day, do the best you can. And I wasn't doing that. It's hard. It's hard because you're your own boss. So like imagine your boss is going through like a mental breakdown. Like what do you do? So I decided to pivot. And between May and July, I had a lot of thinking to do. And that's when I decided I wanted to shift and pivot my entrepreneur journey. And I decided to become a decluttering coach. So I went from plant rental girl, green thumb, to helping people declutter their spaces and organize their homes, offices. And that's a big pivot. I don't know anybody else that does declutter. And I feel like we were keeping it a secret leading up to it because (laughs) you just don't expect it. To some extent, like a lot of businesses, especially in like the Latino communities, what I've noticed is like apparel, floral, balloon decorations, event planning, a bunch of like pretty unique and creative businesses. But yours is a niche and something especially I can speak from personal experience of just like coming from a cluttered home, something that's needed. Now, I'll go a little bit into how we got tied into that because I actually became, was I your first client? You were my first client. See, and this goes back to one of the reasons I wanted to, or before I started my business, I really wanted to shift the mindset of where my consumer dollars were going towards, especially during the pandemic, wanting to not only support marginalized communities, but also support your friends and acquaintances. So I grew up on both sides of my parents, like very much, I bought this, this has value and I can never get rid of it. So that was kind of like always instilled in me. And as an adult now and having my own space, I realized I carried those traits over into my apartment. Always wanting to be clean, What I always talk to you about was like host ready, like someone randomly coming over and I want to feel comfortable in my skin, which Mm -hmm. is an extension of my home, right? My sanctuary, quote unquote, especially during the pandemic, like that's all we knew were our four walls for our home. And so always knew I wanted to do something, but it was always so hard. It's like, okay, like you're up really late and you just want to conquer everything where Mm -hmm you really instilled as a a mentor in that of like creating little habits or just tweaking something slightly. So I kind of want to go over, I guess, like your approach on decluttering. Yeah, let's let's break it down because I feel like there's a lot to say in this. No one really hears the term decluttering coach. So like when they hear it, and I feel like now like the word decluttering is kind of like starting to trend. Um, People are becoming like more minimal and minimizing their spaces. Um, And this is like all following the pandemic. Yeah. So let's backtrack because I used to have a plant business and then I got into the decluttering thing. I didn't realize it was like really calling me until I started getting plant people being like, I have too many plants. I need help organizing. Can you help me? And at first I was there for the plants. And then I realized there is one person in particular I'm thinking about and they had a plant store. 
And it was so cluttered, you couldn't even take a step forward. And I remember we cleared up the floor space. And the moment I saw the person, without me saying, grab the broom and start sweeping, he was about to go under with the business. Um, It was not looking well. He was burnt out. It just looked bad. And I'm going to say like a few months later, it completely changed. He was in a way better spot. And I remember just like watching someone like just because of clutter, just because he cleaned up how much that changed literally his life and his entire like business and all these things. And I was like, oh, this is it. I saw the look in his eyes when he grabbed that broom. And in that moment, I knew I'm going to do this. I don't know how, I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'm going to do this. And I was like, okay, how do I get started? Well, how do I help people clean their houses, but I'm not like a cleaning service. And I want this to be long-term. I don't want people to feel like this is a scam or like, yeah. (laughs) That's important because the scamming element, it's prevalent in so many things. Like my mind goes to like the Herbalife. I don't know if you grew up on that. Um, Yeah. Tupperware. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Those like kitchen things. Like my pyramid schemes. Mm Mm-hmm. So that, I didn't even think about that and maybe because I know you, but Mm -hmm. I've also been quote unquote, attempted to be scammed by people that I knew. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. I'm glad I that mean, you brought I'd that up. I'd be skeptical too. I, if someone came out to me and was like, hey, I'm going to help you like change your habits in just four weeks. Mm. Um, I'd be like, what the fuck do you want? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, anyway, I was saying that I really wanted to help people and I knew that I had the knowledge. I just didn't know what order to put it in. And it took me a month and exactly in a month that I was able to put my thoughts down and break it up into four weeks, um, which is a few minutes a day. And my idea, my goal is to get to the root of why people accumulate clutter. I grew up with messy parents. I grew up with grandparents that had a lot of keeping habits. They were immigrants. So it's in their survival instincts to like keep and accumulate and to build a new home. Like that's how they grew roots and it worked for them and that's something that they needed. But like, that's not suitable for my lifestyle. It took me a long time to figure out like, hey, you don't have to do this anymore. No one's making you keep all these things. And for a while, I let clutter in my life control me. And I was like, I got rid of it. I did it. I overcame it. And I was like realizing so many people needed that closure or needed that way out of these bad habits. I was like, all right bet. Let's do it. Once I figured that out, I was like, okay, now where do I go next? I have this program. I think it works. It worked on me. Let's see, like, who can I trust that's going to take this program seriously? And like, who is my ideal client? And somehow our past crossed again. I think you were posting on social media about it, or maybe like the preliminary steps before fully opening and I think I just swiped up and I was like hey like I already knew it was a problem for me I just didn't really know how to kind of like what you were saying of like you knew that you wanted to help people in this way like you did with your plant client and so I always thought my solution was like just cleaning more or just like keeping cleaning top of mind but it was like no like the root of it was the clutter part so when I saw that I'm like okay I feel like she's speaking to me like directly so then I remember I swiped up and I was just like hey if you I'm pretty sure you were asking like a trial or something Mm -hmm. like that so that's how we got connected and I guess that just kind of speaks to like the social media aspect how has that 
because you're pretty present on like consist consistently posting about tidying, um, cleaning, and these little habits. How has social media played a role in your decluttering platform? Coming from someone that is not a fan of social media, I need to put that out there ASAP. I am not someone who posts often, even on my personal profile. I'm the person who like hasn't changed their Facebook profile picture in like two years, three years kind of thing. That's me. So it felt like a chore at first, but I knew that people were out there and they needed help and they didn't know how to ask. And I was like, I took that as like a role of like, I got to be there for them. They don't know me yet. I don't know them yet, but I know they're out there. I just, it was a gut feeling. I was like, I know these people are out there. And I still had in the back of my mind, kind of had imposter syndrome where it's like, can I really help people? Like, are they really listening? Do they really need me? Like, someone else can do it. Like, they could figure it out on their own. And I was like, okay, let's see. And then I started getting questions and inquiries. And then it didn't really hit me until I got my first out-of-state client. Again, I'm located in Chicago, so I was like, and what I do, it's 100% online. I don't need to go into your space. I don't need to like like see it in person. None of that. I, it's it's all online. So that was important to me because I don't want the person whoever takes my program like I don't want them to feel like judged. I don't want them to feel like they have to hide things. Like it's already hard to show someone like your home when it's messy. I felt that way. I yeah. literally, before our meetings, sometimes I'm like I have to tidy up like what's behind me because there's that judgment element in like you're being at least I thought I was Mm going to be graded on my apartment and how tidy it was so I'm glad that you honestly I was skeptical of doing this because one we haven't interacted that much so I, I don't know your style you don't know my style and I am a very defensive person so especially with like criticism so I was like I'm willingly going into this Ooh, yeah thinking I was gonna be critiqued and like that harsh style of like breaking a habit but the way that you made me feel on like videos even like the way that you texted was so welcoming because at the end of the day you were telling me what to do my little task for the day but sometimes I don't know you you just made it not like a chore and you made it seem like you weren't my parent telling me what to do. And that was honestly one of the things that I was skeptical on. Like, I'm going to resent her for this. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so I think also, like, in terms of, like, your personality, I feel I feel like you're suited for coaching in general. And I didn't really realize that until, like, as we're talking about this right oh now. Oh, my God. That makes me so happy. And just for context, we were – when you signed up for my course, we were still, like, on that acquaintance level of friendship. Like, we didn't – we haven't – we hadn't hung out, like, as friends. Like, we didn't um, text, like, randomly, like, for, like, coffee or whatever. Like, we were just, like, you would support my business, I would support yours, and that was it. So this was, like – you really opened the doors to vulnerability here. Like you're like, you can come into my space virtually. And that was a big step, I think, for the both of us. Because from my perspective, I see people in a really uncomfortable space. When people come to me or when I first meet people and they're like asking about my program, I constantly keep in mind that they're reaching out to me for a reason. 
So they're feeling some sort of anxiety, stress, again, discomfort, whatever it is, like they're asking for help. And it is 100% my priority to make it a safe space because it's it's hard. Like imagine like you you have a messy home, what you have a messy apartment, your your water bottles are everywhere and all that stuff, and then a guest comes in. Like, what's your first reaction? Like you just like are immediately like on edge. And I never forget that. I will I will never want to make someone feel like they have to hide. And it's a four-week program. So the first week is kind of like that. Cause I mean, that's just we're human. Like I, I could be as comforting as I can or try to be, but it's it's still hard. Yeah. Okay, now talking about hard, what are some of the hesitations? So people inquire and ask questions, but then what's like next step of like how much is it? How much dedication is this? That was another thing is like the time commitment. So what are some of those hurdles that you get frequently? And then how do you address them? Mm-hmm. Um, that's golden because so when someone reaches out to me, it's immediately the nice. That's what it feels like where it's like I never want to convince someone to take my course. I'm never I'm not like big on like scarcity like, oh, you're feeling this pain. Then you need me mm-hmm. like Mm-hmm. No, that's not here. That's not for me. That's not who I am. I believe that when people come to me, they will come to me and I'm here when they are ready. I don't go sliding in people's DMs being like, hey. <laughs> that's important because with the business, you always feel like potentially like that, like, oh, I haven't gotten a client in X amount of time. And that's how I feel with the business. What's your emotional pull if it's not like the scarcity or the necessity that you need me? Oh, I have to keep the mentality that like the feeling that I give, I will attract it. So if I'm sitting in my home and um, especially when I first started, um, for example, you were my only client at some point and my attention went all to you. And I was like, what do I do after her? What happens next? It's constantly like the what happens next? Like who who else is going to sign up? How do I get people and stuff? And I was like, wait, if I constantly I'm living in this state of anxiety like I'm not gonna no one's gonna come my way like they're I'm big on like energy and if you put the positive vibes out there the positive vibes will come and uh, honestly that's been working for me so far um but there were moments where I was like oh I don't have any clients coming in um I just get a lot of questions and I keep telling myself like they'll come they'll come they'll come and that trust in myself is important because I essentially want people to trust me without me like again convincing and stuff so like it's important that I am calm and collective and I trust myself so that way people have that vibe when they come to me okay so you talked about internally being calm however how do you battle external doubt I don't know if you have any but now I'm thinking like in myself, when I'm talking about my business, I always feel like I'm like, how's your business doing? And then it's like, oh, I'm doing great, like X, Y, and Z. And it, I, at times I feel like I'm like resume listing, especially for my dad. Like he's very much like a, it's either an A or an F. There's no in between. Yep. How is your support system, whether that's your parents, loved ones, your circle in general, how, yeah. I'm, I'm like nodding because I, I was just like, yes, 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 absolutely. Just as an entrepreneur, like, again, life isn't easy. 
Um, and that like resume listing that you just talked about, oh my God, because with my clients, again, I'm not convincing them, but I do state what I do. I have this program. This is how it works. You sign up with me. It's live training. So it's, it's me and you throughout this process. So there's my clients who I am basically like handholding, which I don't mind. I'm here for that, but I'd be lying if I didn't say it requires a lot of attention. So I'm ready for that always. And then when I'm not looking at my business and I'm I'm tired or maybe like I'm just like maybe I'm not I'm feeling myself on a bad day. I'm just like this is a hard day. And I look at my support system. I come from a Mexican household. It is that's a it's a hard place to live. And in my family like for a while they didn't believe that I was working. They were like, oh, you're still doing that? Or like, I'd be like, I'm on my laptop. They'd be like, doing what? Exactly. And I'd be like, what do you think? Of, do you think I'm just like staring at my laptop all day? Do you think I like this or something? Like, And that was frustrating because that got to my head subconsciously. And this is something I go deep into my program where it's like, your subconscious mind is always listening. Your thoughts are so important. The way you speak to yourself is so important. So... The moment you tell yourself like, ah, I'm not doing good enough or like I'm, if you dare say the words like I'm bad at this and things like that, like your body's going to believe it. So I was constantly making conscious decisions to pay attention to the positive thoughts, but it's hard when my parents weren't taking me seriously because that got to my psyche. Mm -hmm. And I constantly had to like be in protective mode, being like, okay, I want to be this entrepreneur. How, how can I surround myself with people who make me feel powerful? Like I constantly had to choose to see myself as a strong, smart woman. And it's hard when my parents may see me as a sweet, maybe naive little girl. And I'm not that person. I've done the work. I've, I'm here standing on my two feet, helping people, not only in Chicago and other places too, online, doing my thing, and I feel good about it. And that's the energy that I constantly have to step in and show. Honestly, I took a lot of that because I feel like energy is one of the words that I keeps on being present in in your answers mm -hmm. and sometimes that's tough because you're like you have to remind yourself I guess and no constantly yeah no one's checking in on you and 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 giving you that I mean yes to an extent but if you don't believe in it first mm -hmm. how are you going to believe it from others you know, I, I'm like, it's, that's exactly <laughs> it. if you could see the hand motions and everything. <laughs> um, all right. So I guess my next question is, how do you like what's your elevator pitch for your business? This is the resume listing kind of thing. Um, so when I am in front of a group or actually it's kind of weird because I'm never really in front of a group. I'm like, let's say I DM you and I say, hey, I've been meaning to fix up my home. It doesn't feel like a home. I see what you're doing. I'm interested and I potentially may want to do your program. It happened. <laughs> um, so when that happens and it's usually it goes like, 
hey, I've been meaning to reach out to you, but I haven't been able to find some people use the word courage or like it's just been hard or like I see your stuff, but like it's taking me this long to finally reach out to you. That's usually how it goes. So when people ask me what my elevator pitch is, it's like I am pitching myself, but I'm also like now considerate that this person is going through a hard time and they're reaching. This isn't just like, hey, I'm going to DM you. They're reaching. They're coming from a place at some points, desperation. So at this point, I don't look at it as pitching. I look at it as like, I'm opening my arms to these people and letting them know, like, I hear you. I see you. I know exactly what you're talking about. Let's keep talking. Tell me more. That is my, that is something I say to my clients all the time. Just tell me more. I like that because coming from, what was your major again? Oh my God, it was anthropology. Okay, funny. So coming from like a marketing entrepreneur household, it's always like sales. And all of my internships, I think were also sales because I don't know if you knew this, but at UIC, I was in charge of like bringing more students to games. And if you know UIC, that's a difficult ask. One, it's a big commuter school. And two, it's just like we live in the city of Chicago. Sometimes like we don't want to go to a baseball game or sometimes we do. So that's kind of instilled in me. So then I guess with my question, like you turned it around and you stuck to you and and you didn't do like the resume building. I love what you're saying about like the tell me more because mm-hmm. um, I'm always surrounded about business individuals and work too that is just like, tell me what you can do for me in terms of like customer to brand relationships. So I really like what you're what you're doing because it, it lays a foundation for like the emotional jointness, I guess. It's like it's a journey that you potentially are going to be doing together. Yeah, I take that very seriously because this is hard. I feel like I'm seeing like the phrase like you caught someone with like their pants down like kind of thing like that's essentially what's going on here is like I'm seeing people in a really uncomfortable spot I don't press on those things I just like let them do the talking and whatever they're comfortable talking like about because not everyone if I ask if I have the same pitch for every person things are not going to go well for me I'm going to lose that trust in an instant. And that's when it becomes a scam. You're exactly in that environment. Exactly. So when I actually started my business, I sought help or I was like looking for help on like how to start the program and stuff. So I had a mentor and the advice is, is like you have a pitch, you have like an elevator pitch or you have a script. That's the word script. And it's. Hi, person, like everyone uses it. And the the point is, is to use people's um, struggles, their pain points. And you want them to feel like they need you. And I remember when I was learning that, I was like, this is really messed up. I was like, I don't want to do this. I want to do the program, but this is not how I'm going to get people. It's just not the way I'm going to do it. Oh, so you were given advice and you're like, this isn't going to work? Right. Oh, wow. I mean, if you have a mentor, anybody, if you have a mentor, like there's things you're going to learn from them and you catch whatever you want to. If there's some things that don't vibe with you, move on. 
And that this was one of those things where I was like, um, no, I, I need to figure out what I'm going to do. I'm not sure how I'm going to do it, but let's go. And you were a perfect start because I remember like you were just like, this is my space. This is These are the things I'm struggling with. And I'm very private when it comes to my clients. So whatever you want to talk about, let's put it out there. But when my clients tell me like I'm struggling with X, Y, and Z, and I tell them like the tell me more thing, and they said, actually, this is going on, and this is going on, and this is going on, and it's affecting my, um, it could be anything from relationships to work to sleep to um, like I, my anxiety is too high. I can't do anything anymore, and I can't get out of my room. Like It could be really bad. Um, at this point, then I offer like, hey, this is what I do. It's four weeks. It requires 20 to 30 minutes, depending how long you want to do it. I was like, it's it's five days out of the week. And yeah, it's it's every weekday for four weeks, 20 to 30 minutes. It's an info sheet, which is like a little um, rundown of what we're learning that day. And you have a task of the day. And the tasks are super small. I, I, yeah, they are. And I remember I thought they were just going to get harder and harder, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, like, I remember one of – it might have been the first one. It was just, like, hug yourself. Like, yeah, task of the day, mm-hmm. give yourself love. Like, yeah. that – like, still to this day, I don't – I'm not going to say that I do it. But I do think about it and just like the reasoning behind it. And you can do that in X amount of ways of loving yourself. But that one really stuck in my head. And then also, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll do two things. One, from a business owner standpoint, what you mentioned, one, about the power of like taking all the resources but not necessarily saying this applies or it applies to my business and my style is important um but then also like the tell me more because we have people that inquire about a shirt or have questions about us and in the back of my head I think of like time is money I'm just gonna answer and say like oh yeah we have this or no we don't have it and then move on so someone recently actually like opened up and they're like hey like I see you have a White Sox-inspired baseball shirt. Um, She's like, I just moved to the city. I actually need some Chicago, like, gear, as she said. I see that you're sold out. Like, can I still purchase? And I kind of just took the business aspect, but then also this woman was sharing. She was sharing, like, her life journey. And now I think after this conversation, I'm really going to take the customer relationship to a new level because I just took the business. I'm like, oh yeah, we have it. Here it is. What's your best shipping address? And then I think that was it. Where I'm like, a stranger opened up to me and I was like, that was, I mean, yes, we got the sale, which is great. But like, I think it's a missed opportunity of her really being seen. And especially being new to Chicago. As of recently, we've been getting a lot of people out of town, like earn. One out of town and then two newly moved to Chicago. And I am so glad they were able to find us during their little research of like Chicago small business owners or Chicago activities. And we're one of the first touch points in their Chicago journey. And literally, I just missed an opportunity with someone. So I think I'm going to go 
respond back to her. <laughs> and because that's essentially what we're doing with Cintitoro is like community building and doing community building, but then also a business. Like sometimes like one mind conquers the other one or one overpowers the other one. And usually for me, it's usually the business side. And I think this conversation is really reminding me about like the human interaction. Yeah, that's super hard to forget, like entrepreneur life. Because like, talk about like the two minds where it's like, I'm a decluttering coach, safe space, calm, collective. We got this. It's me and you. We'll figure this out together. In four weeks, you're going to be in a new place. Let's get to it. Other part of me is entrepreneur comes from a Mexican household, trying to grind, trying to make a living, trying to like break all these barriers, all these things. So it's hard to keep that balance of like, what's like best for me and like, what's the right thing to do? What do I want my style to be? And I don't know, I think about my grandpa a lot and um, he uh, migrated here at a really young age. Um, He was one of those people that he like opened up a grocery store and he was so... Man, he was so cool. The coolest person I knew. (laughs) And he had such like a style to him and a mannerism. And like, I look up to that to this day. And like, I really think about, you never forget how someone made you feel. You might forget their name. You might forget what they look like and stuff. But like, hey, I remember this person. I remember I felt this type of way with them. Especially when you, your name is tied to a brand. You got to keep that in mind. It's so easy to, to like, for time to slip away and like things get busy and stuff. You ask someone like, how's your day? Good. Stop it right there. That's when you could say, tell me more. Well, you know what? Like actually like this happened and like things like that happened. It's like, and that applies not only to your business, but like that applies like to your lifestyle, like connections in general. So many things. That actually reminds me of our last event because it was about relationships and connections and networking and your, your bouquet of your circle, essentially. All right, so we're winding down here. And I forgot my second point because I remember I said from a business standpoint. Now, from like a client standpoint, I guess this is like a live like review here of, of your business because I was your client. I mean, it, it's been a while. When What month was it? September is when you signed. For timeline purposes, we met um, May 5th. Or May 5th, we had that event for you. April or March we met because we were planning. Yes. Then May 5th was the plant event and I, I bought the plants. By July, this decluttering business was an idea. By August, I had created the program. By September, you were my first client. Ah, uh, okay. So this is already like at least six months, right-ish? Mm-hmm. I One of the things I was really afraid of was that I felt so good and so like top of mind of decluttering because I was in the program. One of my things that I always kind of circled back with you was like, is this long term? Mm -hmm. And you mentioned this handholding component. And sometimes when we think about handholding is that once you let go, people go wild. However, with this program, like still to this day, if my sister was here to... (laughs) Like, be the second witness. Yeah. I feel like she went through the program, too. Because I remember before you took the program, she was telling me, like, what it was like to live with you. (laughs) I wish you guys could have seen the eye roll. Yeah. As a sister, man. Being your roommate, too. And she's my business. Like That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. So I know. And she's a very direct individual. Yeah, she didn't hold back. So I got the review of 
her living with you before the program and after the program. I remember before it was like, well, good luck kind of like attitude yes. where it was like, that's her. yeah, it was like, good luck, man. She's got like so many clothes. And I was like, okay, let's see. And um, I remember I was like, at this point, again, you're my first client. So like, I know what I've been doing has worked for me and helped me. Again, declutter is a very vague word. What I did was get rid of literally every single thing that was just causing me stress. You're making so many decisions in a day. You don't need to decide, like, do I, what is, where is this? I can't find that. I can't do this. And, like, once you get that stuff out of the way, like, you have a lot more room in your mind. So when I put this all into a bundle and literally served it to you and I was like, hey, let's do this. And you were on day one starting. I was like, man, I not like I hope, I was like, I know this is going to work. I just don't know how you are going to receive it. Mm -hmm. That's important. Yeah. Because you can do everything, but like it's on the client and for them to do it because you can't do it for them. Mm -hmm. So I guess my review is it did end up being long-term and to this day. And also one, taking what you have given me, but then also slightly tweaking it to fit for me. And I think that's important. That goes back to like the, you don't have to take everyone's advice. Um, one of the things that always kind of sticks out to me is like, if it takes like two minutes or less, do it. If little habits of, I, I'm finishing up Atomic Habits mm -hmm. and that with your program, I feel has also really like given the the validation in the program. Um, and then also just added like a little bit of like sprinkles, I guess, to the cupcake if I can <laughs> give that imagery. But even like redefining what home means to you. And if it's like if something doesn't serve you, like then it's doing a disservice to your home. Mm -hmm finding a new home it's like you don't have to throw it away but maybe it needs a new home and that's always important because you always think it's like one of the extremes like keep it or throw it away but it's like no maybe it just like wasn't serving its purpose in that cluttered drawer um and then even like you asking what's the purpose of you wanting to do this I love to host. So then that was one of my purposes. It's like I want to always be like host ready. So then that's like that was my purpose. But then for each client, I'm sure like they have their own versions of what you've already kind of mentioned earlier. But I just want to say do her courts because I'm going to get my sister on this so she could also like give her, <laughs> her two cents because like I see the work and I see it more so because we really focused in on my bedroom. But I was able to translate a lot of what you taught me into the whole apartment as a whole and that's where she gets to see more of it and I remember I would like throw things away and then I will like randomly say I'm like the old me would have kept that it would have made it work and I'm like Mireya taught me that and I'll always just like say that I'm like that's Ray like Ray right here she's present right now <laughs> and She'll always like, I'm sure she'll like tell you and she'd be like, oh yeah, she'll, she'll give examples to you, I think. And be like, she threw out a bottle yeah, uh, and then she mentioned you. She's like, that's how I know that it's working. And, um, I think it's just so, it's, it's great. And also funny to see like the progress in this because I really, really didn't think I could break this. And 
I'm, I'm starting to do little steps with my mom and I think one day we'll get there. Yeah, that's a whole other project, but that makes me really happy to hear because, man, this program is like my baby. It's like, it's literally, it's my heart and soul and everything I've learned, any, everything. I've been on my decluttering journey for like six years and everything that has worked for me is in this program, everything. And I am happy that it worked for you because you're right. It wasn't like. I didn't want it to be like clean your room, like again, like the mom nagging thing. Like that's just that wasn't the case. I was like, how can I make this like low-key fun? How could I make it like that? Cause and I, I broke this down for you, I think. I think I told you this where I was like the first week is kind of like we're getting to know each other. We're like still like kind of shy with each other. And second week, okay, now we're like we're making progress already. You see ch- I see changes in you already by week two. And that's because week one, we focus so much on your psyche and like how you're speaking to yourself, how you're addressing your space. Why are you doing this course? Not for anyone else, like for you, why are you doing it? Mm -hmm. And by week two, again, it's like, now we're making progress, we're moving the mental blocks, we're getting hands on, we're touched, we're like moving things. Okay, I have you holding your objects and like thanking them and saying like, do you serve me or not kind of thing. By week three, it's just fun. By this point, my client, especially you, you were confident. You were like, I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling in charge. I got this. This is my space. I know what to do. I don't want these jeans. Like, it, that's like the attitude. And like, from my perspective, again, this is all like behind, like I'm behind a screen. So I'm seeing this from afar, but man, it feels like I'm there with you, like cheering you on, like, yes, we got this. And I'm like, making sure that you're making conscious decisions and being really intentional. And then by week four, man, I was so sad because I was like, I got to let her go. This has to end. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, like all good things, we got to end here too. But this, honestly, great conversation. Thank you for, for agreeing to do this. And as my first guest as well, once again, my name is Irais. This is Ray Mireya. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Epiphiana Presents Relate and Elevate. You can find us anywhere as Epiphiana Mag. That is E-P-I-F-A-N-I-M-A-G. And we can't wait to see you out there on the internet. Have yourself a wonderful day. Bye.